0: Welcome to the Early Accountability Podcast hosted by Kimmy Walker. Kimmy has a track record of serving as a behavior change and improvement catalyst for individuals, groups, and organizations. Get ready to make the best version of yourself a priority. Now welcome, Kimmy Walker.
1: Okay, Angel, we're back. So, yes, let's dig in. Let's dig into support systems and accountability and having people around you. So if you all checked in last week, Angel, who was on the show, is a Army vet. She is, has talked to us about her journey to recently finishing law school, graduating, and passing the bar and being sworn in. She is now an attorney, officially. And she has talked to us about her journey from being a paralegal all the way to becoming an attorney now. And she talked to us about how she had to decide to go and do law school. So at the point when she said, this is something I'm passionate about. I want to help people. I know I want to have voice. I want to make change. She had to go back to school and finish undergrad. She had children. She had a husband. She had a family. She had a full-time job. And she talked to us about how those around her encouraged her because she was so good at what she did to go to the next level. And she was going to talk to us about your accountability circle, those people around you. And I wanted to talk a lot with you just about sometimes guilt, because when people have all of those responsibilities around them, their children, their spouse, their loved ones, their significant others, their parents, their jobs, their organizations, anything else that they're involved in that leans on them, some people feel guilt about pursuing a goal a big one is mothers and you had young children even so I really really want you to talk to us talk to the audience about it because I think this is something a lot of high achievers need because I believe fear and guilt uh paralyze more people than anything else sometimes we let others guilt trip us so please angel please talk to us about support systems who was important and critical to you, and just how you were able to navigate through law school and some of the sacrifices you just had to make to make things work.
0: Okay, I will start by saying thank you for having me back. It's been such an amazing journey. It's an amazing experience in general. I've never done this before, but um, you're doing awesome. (laughs) I will say that the guilt will eat you alive if you allow it. especially as a mother, not to discredit fathers at all, because I did have a lot of fathers who were in law school, but I think it's a little bit harder for mothers to have to walk away from their small children to... The perception. Society kind of makes it. Absolutely. Absolutely. So not only are we guilt tripping ourselves, but we feel that society is saying, hey, you're a bad mother for doing this. You've been in school all week this. and you haven't seen your children. Correct. You're a bad mother. But we can't let those things define us. It's 2020. <laughs> We are authorized to be whoever we want to be. And in doing so, we are going to have to make sacrifices. And unfortunately, that sometimes means that you're going to have to be away from your husband or your children. And you're going to have to elicit help from family and friends in order to help you to achieve certain goals in life. And that's okay. We shouldn't feel guilty about that because we understand the end goal we un understand that these are things that we have to do in order to achieve that goal or to attain a certain stature in life. Now, for me, I have two children, I have a seven year old and a 16 year old. So it was easy for the 16 year old to understand Mm -hmm. what was happening. Mm -hmm. And that mom was going to be MIA every now and then because she's in law school and she's studying and law school is difficult. It's a little bit harder to explain that to a four-year-old. My youngest was four when I started law school, and right. he didn't necessarily understand why mommy was always gone or why mommy was always in the room studying.
1: Right. But, and he had a long commute, too. That yes. yes. So,
0: so yes, that, that just adds to it. So by the time right. I'm leaving when they get up in the morning and right. I'm coming home when they're going to bed. So that guilt really does weigh on you and it will affect your mental health if you allow it to, Mm -hmm. but you have to make sure that this is what you want and that the sacrifice is worth it. Correct. Correct. So what
1: were some things that you had to put in place or some adjustments you had to make? I know one, we talked about it last show, you did quit your job in order to go pursue law school full-time, mm-hmm. and that was something that you said you had your back in your husband. That really was helpful for you. Um, you're like, okay, I'm just going to go forth, you know, full force with this. Mm-hmm. What other shifts and changes did you have to do in your life to really make this work for you and make this work for those around you?
0: Because kids, you know, they depend on their parents. So they how do. did you
1: how did you adjust? What are some things that you did?
0: So the biggest thing that I had to do was I had to ask my mother to move out from North Carolina, where we lived and grew up, to Oklahoma to assist with child care because this is a lot of pressure on my husband. So now he's picking up more hours at work because he needs to make more money Correct. to supplement the income that we're now missing. Correct. And, um, Thankfully for me, my mother is an educator and she was ready for a change of scenery. So she dropped everything and she came out here to do just that because I don't think that I would have made it through law school without her, at least not as a full-time student. Most of my other friends who are married with children were part-time because Uh, mm -hmm. they just couldn't juggle all all of it. So I was very grateful for that. The other thing that I had to do is essentially I had to cut myself off from the world because Mm. time is essential. So Mm. you don't have a lot of time and what time you have, you have to make it work for you. So you have to decide what's important to you. And for me, that was finishing school and my family. So everything else had to go. Mm. I was grateful to have understanding friends and we had this conversation when I started law school. This is what's about to happen. I have to go under a rock and it doesn't mean that I don't love you. It doesn't mean I don't want to hang out with you, but I just need you to ride this out with me. And I was very blessed to have a circle of friends who were very supportive and ready to ride it out with, with me and okay with me missing birthdays and holidays and phone calls and all this other stuff, but something that if you don't have a conversation with your friends and your family about what's going to happen, you're going to lose a lot of people along the way. And Mm. it's a sad reality, but it happens. Communication. Communication was key. Yes, 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 yes.
1: What did you do all with your youngest son? How did you all kind of talk to him in a developmentally appropriate way to help him understand?
0: So I did, we sat him down and we tried to our best abilities to explain to him (laughs) what was going on and that mommy would be missing for several days slash nights out of the week. And of Mm -hmm. course, I mean, he's not really grasping what's going on. And what's being said. We did, we did everything from if I, couldn't make it back home that night, we would do the video chats and explain Aww. what was going on. Uh, we would bring him up to where I was so that he could see okay, this is where mommy is when she's not at home. We were just shooting at the hip because really neither one of us knew yeah. how any of this was going to play out and we were just right. trying to do what we thought would work. At the time, but, you
1: just try to navigate and see what you could do. So that's really good. You all found ways to Show them what was going on, what this kind of looks like, and to the best of what you can do, what you hope exactly. they can
0: understand. Yes, Just, and try like, to keep him engaged. So if yeah. I'm in the room and I'm held up and I'm studying, at one point I would drag his little toy desk in the room <laughs> and let him study or play on his um, yeah. play computer next to me so that he could kind of understand. No idea whether any of this stuff worked, but <laughs> it you know. seemed to, at least at the time.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that is good. I think it's important now, too. And that's even just, even right now with COVID, you know, you have to think people, even older children, it's a little hard to help people understand, or even some adults. But definitely with the little ones, it's kind of like how we have all these things that are different. And I know even with the young kids, we're trying to explain, like, social interactions and engaging, you know, things need to to look a little different now. And it's kind of hard to try to teach them exact opposite of what you told them at one time before. So I think it's definitely, like you say, you kind of are trying to learn as you go along, but you all, like you said, you just try different approaches and just try different things to see what could work for you and still allow you to do that. So now that you have, at this point, you have finished law school, you have passed the bar, you've been sworn into the bar, and this was a huge goal of yours. What's the next goal though? And that's one thing I always talk to my audience about is that like our success is always evolving. It's just a journey. It's not just a destination. What what do the next steps look like for you or what do you hope the next steps look like for you? (laughs)
0: So I hope to um, go back to being a Department of the Army civilian Mm -hmm. uh, with the JAG Corps as a civilian attorney. So that way I'm still in a capacity to help soldiers and service members in some aspect. Now, um, we're kind of limited as to what we can do as civilian attorneys before I was into criminal justice, uh, defense was my thing. So uh-huh. I, I can't go back to doing that. So I okay. still have to be able to get my fix, uh, as far as helping people is concerned. Gotcha. Correct. So, um, I will more than likely return to the Army as um a labor law employment law attorney or a family law attorney, which that's great. I will do either to the best of my ability, but right. I still have to fill i have to be fulfilled so gotcha. That's where my pro bono work comes in, which is specifically geared towards helping veterans and helping um, minorities and helping the wrongfully convicted. So I do plan to assist veterans with uh, getting the proper disability compensation. Uh, And I know there are people that do that, but... I'm hoping by that point I'm in a position where I don't have to do it for money and I can just do it out of the kindness of my heart because yes. these people have, I mean, they've sacrificed everything for yes. us and our freedom. So yes. to give back to them, that's that's nothing. Mm-hmm. That's one thing that I want to do. I started working with the Oklahoma Innocence Project while I was in law school and um, I absolutely love doing that. What they do is they focus on uh, those who have been wrongfully convicted yeah, uh-huh. and we work their cases for free and we try to prove their innocence and get them exonerated. You
1: know, yeah. So yeah I see.
0: Yes. I'm very passionate about that because. Um,
1: and it's intensive. It takes a lot of work and a lot of time.
0: Very, so very. Because
1: a lot of the cases are old, older. Yes, and it's just um a lot of technology and different things have changed, and people don't necessarily always remember. You know, it's just a lot of things. I've seen seen a lot about the Innocence Project on TV, so and I know that it's a very it really
0: interesting. Very intense, but it's also very important. I was lucky enough to go to their annual conference my first year of law school. Mm -hmm. And there I got to meet a lot of the exonerees and 90% of them were black male. Right. So as the mother of two black males, this is something that's extremely important to me. Yes. Because this could, I mean, this could have been... Or this could be one of my babies. Yes, exactly. And I-, I feel like I need to do whatever I can to make this justice system work for them. Exactly. To make this world a better place for them. And I
1: think, too, like it's important that it's kind of trying to level some things out because some people who may have never been wrongfully convicted in the first place, they may have had more resources to to have that on the front end, to have the attorneys or to know what their rights were, to know, like, I think we were talking about it. Okay, I don't have to let you search without a warrant, or I don't have to, you know, just even knowing your rights first, or or just knowing what you can do or how to go about it. And as we all know, even if they're There are certain rights and privileges that everybody's supposed to have constitutionally. That doesn't always mean it looks the same for different groups. Um, You are absolutely right. And that's an unfortunate truth in society today. Of course, uh, everything that's been going on with George Floyd and that George Floyd, it's not an isolated incident. It's just an incident that happened to To be caught on camera and televised during a time when a lot of people were home during the pandemic, but it's mm-hmm. not a an isolated incident uh, as we have seen not. as the riots yeah. have gone, and that's why what the work you're doing is so important. And to um, I've talked on the show before about three of my past guests who launched podcasts, and they were all black males, and it's very important for people to have their voice heard. Or to be able to feel heard and they don't always have that for it. So the advocacy I think is very huge. Um, And one thing that I think it's important for the audience to see is that you have goals for yourself and you have some that are more in alignment and how you're refining yourself personally and professionally. And you're still finding some of those things that tug at your heartstring and that you're just really passionate about. And I think a good thing that's kind of keeping you going. um, And I think it's so important as far as keeping passion going is surrounding you around like like like-minded people people who are who are passionate about the same project other people who are there like you said at the conferences seeing the people you can help that keeps the energy going and I think that makes some of the sacrifices like okay this was really worth it this is like the nights that I didn't get a lot of sleep or this or you know the events I missed like to be able to essentially save somebody's life or give them an opportunity um, it's very important and I think seeing that or speaking to people it takes it to a next level and I think when it comes to goals and pushing forward and moving forward I don't know if you agree I would say those kind of experiences are very very important to keep us from like burning out or just staying engaged or you know just want to keep us on top of things and looking for the next thing to keep and to keep working on and to keep having that growth because like you said before um you got on top of your game you know as a paralegal and you had hit essentially the glass ceiling and then law school became the next step for you. Like this is the next step. And these things that you're talking about, these are the next steps for you as a lawyer, as an attorney. And there'll always be something that you're, you're working for that next level of greatness, which I think is awesome. (laughs) So, so how can the audience, I know you're on LinkedIn. If people want to just follow you, keep up with your journey, see what you're doing in law. I think LinkedIn is a great place for people to follow you. Do you want to tell the audience how to find you on LinkedIn?
0: Yes, I am under Angel Lawrence Marchese on LinkedIn. If you care to follow my journey, that would be great. And I promise I will do better at posting my journey. <laughs> yes, because <on LinkedIn>. yes, <laughs> now you have all <laughs> these
1: people, all these people following. Now spell your last name just so the audience
0: um, Nose. Yes, it's M A R C H E S E, and it's pronounced Marchese. Yes. So if you just
1: search Angel and her last name, Marchese, then you can find her. She'll pop right up, and she has uh, a little gavel in her hand. She looks so cute on her, <laughs>
0: her LinkedIn. Thank you so much.
1: <laughs> Looking all <laughs> sworn in. I love it. That's so cute. Yes, you deserve it. So Thank Angel. you so much. We are so grateful for you being on the podcast for two episodes, talking to us about your journey from being in the military, even as a baby at 17, you know, just transitioning Mm -hmm. to life. Hitting what you felt was a glass ceiling, pushing forward and reaching your goals of not only getting into law school, finishing law school, passing the bar, all while having tons of other responsibilities and people that need you around, but still taking that community to help you in supporting your goals forward. And now you get to help others and pay it forward. So. What are some words, can you leave the audience with some like words or mantras that you live by? Cause we sure you have a couple and I think those good ones, a lot of people could use them right now.
0: <laughs> yes. I think the words or words of encouragement that I would like to leave the audience is to believe in your ability to overcome any obstacle, mm, yes. adapt to any circumstance and achieve any goal. Yes. Because it starts with you. If you don't believe in yourself, then it does no good for the rest of the world to believe in you because you're the one that has to do the work. Yeah. yeah. And I would say that my mantra is to leave this world a better, in, a, in a better position than I found it. Yes. That's my life's goal. That is what all of this is for, because we are in a very dangerous time especially yes. minorities. So I think we are obligated to do what we can to make sure that we are making this world safer for our children. So that is my goal. And even if they're not
1: our children, I think that's what's so big, I think, too, even right now with George Floyd and the political, even if it doesn't affect you, you're just as bad if you watch it and you don't say yes. anything. Yes. We need those other voices heard, too.
0: And Absolutely.
1: I think that's important. when We talk about injustice. It, it shouldn't just be us, you know, the black women who are supporting the black men saying, you know, don't treat my son like this. Don't yes. treat my brother like this. Don't treat my husband like this. It yes. should be everyone like don't treat people like that.
0: You know, And you're yes. absolutely right, but I firmly believe that yes. it starts with us. Oh, it starts, it <laughs> starts with for, us. Because for whatever reason, yes. we are the backbone of the Black community, so once we start charging forward, everybody yes. else will fall in line, so it yes. starts yes. with us. It starts with us, absolutely. I, I definitely believe in the ripple effect. So
1: yes, thank you so much for the work that you have done and continue to do and also congratulations huge kudos to you that is such 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 an amazing 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 feat to pass the bar on the first time you know, thank you that, so much. Very good, you should be very proud of yourself. Uh, I was proud when you told me I was like,
0: I feel like I passed <laughs> by. I, like, oh, God, I you love pass, you so much, it was amazing, and I'm proud of myself and all of my classmates and counterparts that made it through because we have done something that is unprecedented. So, yes, yes. kudos to all of us!
1: Yes, good, yes, kudos <laughs> to everybody. Thank you so much, Angel. Thank you so thank much you for coming. So much for having me and thank you for coming to this platform and just sharing this um definitely check angel out military bets i think law legal definitely follow her on linkedin i think this is definitely a powerful woman you want to follow and stay connected with or just see what she's doing you know so and just be inspired so thank you so much for being a guest on the podcast we are so grateful that you came to join us
0: thank you so much for having me This has been amazing.
1: Until next time, thank you for tuning in.
0: It was a pleasure to have you join us on this episode of the Early Accountability Podcast with Kimmy Walker. Be sure to visit earlyaccountability.com to sign up for the Early Accountability newsletter. We look forward to activating your greatness and helping you reach your goals.